Wow! Rooster Teeth Shorts Volume 1! Gee, thanks, Dad. I can't wait to go to film school. Not a boy, Addison. Ha 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 ha. Ah, gee, Fritzy. What did you get? A bootleg DVD of all the Pajama Achievement videos from Achievement Hunter. Oh, Daddy, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, female daughter. Ah, Christmas morning. I can't wait. Hey, you started without me. Merry Christmas, son. Just in time. It's your turn. Uh, really? <laughs> Here you go. Be careful now. Wow, look at him go, Dad. <laughs> you... That's right, son. It's the drunk tank. The drunk tank? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Dad, Dad, can I go listen to it now? But all your other presents... Fuck them, Dad. Fuck them all. I want to hear the drunk tank. <laughs> okay, son, but won't listen to it all at once. You should savor it. Oh, Dad, I'll savor it forever. Just got to plug it in. <clears throat> hey, it's not working. What the fuck? Calm down, son. Here, smash it with the gravity hammer I got you for your birthday. Good idea, Dad. Hey, bro, what's going on? Oh, my God! Shut up! Shut up! Oh. Is it working? I think it's on. God. They're not talking yet, though. Oh. No, wait. I think I hear something. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the most creepy intro I think we've ever had. <laughs> that was awesome. Someone obviously put a lot of work into that. Someone put a lot of work that was into fulfilling Bernie's holiday theme request. That was incredible. If only they had put a username or a real name or anything so I could thank them. Anybody? They didn't? Just an email address. You want to give them out their email address? Yeah, you can email them at uh, drunktankintro at hotmail.com. <laughs> That's not really their email address. I'm going to turn down my headset so I don't blow my ears out. That was incredible. I feel like we should actually have a, a better produced show now. <laughs> No, no. That's that's not our MO. That's the way we roll. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's better. Now I feel better. All right. How's everyone doing? It seems like we've got, we got an early start on the podcast today. Got a lot to get done. So we're going to fucking roll through it. Okay. Today we have our uh, company lunch, our holiday lunch, essentially. and it's, it's the one meal a year. We look each other in the eye <laughs> while we're eating. And try to dress up nicely. Griffin even wore a skirt today. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, we're supposed to try to dress up nicely? No. Okay. Uh, no. I just, I just said that. Griffin I said, obviously... I'm setting a new standard. Okay. You're very professional, by the way. <laughs> you know, in, in I, the, feel like a, I feel like a slob. In the history of employing Ramses, Jeff never wore a skirt. So <laughs> Griffin's got... Oh, Didn't, like, no, he wore a skirt. He wore a dress once for I'm a short. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. He the super Gus. He wore a dress in the, in, in the alley downtown. <laughs> yeah, but we had to make him do it. It took a lot of convincing. <laughs> It doesn't take that much convincing at home. You know, sometimes when a guy dresses up as a woman, you're a little shocked by how good they look as a woman. At least I'm a little shocked by that. Jeff does not have that quality. No. <laughs> he looks he looks worse as a woman than he does as a man. Well, he, I like his legs, but it is weird to see like a flame, like he's got a flaming circle or something around one calf, and yeah. it doesn't really work with the dress. Yeah. 
You've got the market cornered of femininity in that family. <laughs> you got nothing to worry about there. Wasn't there a thing where the Mega 64 guys had to dress up as women for their uh, the, their frag dolls kind of yeah. gamer girls thing? Yeah. And we were all kind of shocked by how good Sean looked as a woman, even with a beard. Sean he does good. look good, yeah. He, he, ends up, he ended up as a woman in our uh, farewell He had story. really – and I thought his like, like mannerisms were more spot on, I guess. Mm. You know? I think he said that he was reading like actual comments, right? Or actual YouTube comments or something like that? Well, yeah, he's actually probably been around girls at some point, too. We know he has a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Man, I'll have to ask him what that's like. <laughs> I, don't know how many, I don't know how many hours of case study that Rocco's put in. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, yeah, it's, uh, Jeff doesn't have – whatever that quality is, Jeff does not have it. He's missing that gene. I don't think I'd have it either. No. Gus? That's, I, I go straight for naked. <laughs> Gus, Gus you'd actually woman. look good in that wig, but I, I think that it would you would look good with long hair in a masculine way, like not just mm. dressed up like a girl. Yeah, my wife always tries to convince me to, to get long hair. Then once my hair gets long, she's like, I hate it, cut it. Well, there's so awkward... it, gets, it gets cut short, and she's like, no, you should have grown it out. I was like, well, just do whatever. Well, maybe you should just, you know, listen to your inner voice <laughs> about these things. I should just skip the intermediate hair step. <laughs> I should go from short to long with no, no waiting. Get extensions. Yeah, I could do that. I'll tell you something you should never do as a guy is you should never use your girl voice in front of a guy. Like, you know how guys have a voice they use when they talk about the, their girlfriend talking to them? Oh, God. You <laughs> should like, never use that in front of the girl you're dating or your yeah, wife. Never, never, ever. Let's say my wife and I were having a conversation today, and I was like, hey, can, can we just clean up the kitchen before we leave the house? And my wife was like, why do we have to clean the kitchen? Da, 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 da. And it's always the wife sitting right there, and she starts to furrow her brow. Like, <laughs> this is what he thinks my voice sounds like. <laughs> It's like everybody has that same uh, that same dumb internet voice that they use whenever they're reading YouTube comments. Yeah, it's like a comic book guy from The Simpsons or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a combination of that and just some guy who's like jaded and completely retarded at the same time. Yeah, he's jaded of being smart. <laughs> nice video, guys. <laughs> awesome. You know, that's a lot like my voice for JB too. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, JB's an internet person, so it could be could be the same. You know, Jeff, uh, he only has, he doesn't have that many voices. Um, so when we first started dating and he would, talk, you know, like do the voice about his ex-wife, um, you know, like I thought it was funny, but then he uses the same voice when he does something like it for me. And I get actually pretty offended by that because I remember like, I don't know, they're very similar. Was it like uh, the evil dead? I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Jeff were here, I'm sure he would say, well, then maybe you shouldn't do things like my ex-wife and then I won't have to use that voice. Oh, and then I would divorce him. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, you don't know what you're missing. So I hear you're getting another dog. No, I don't know. I'm just crazy right now. I'm trying to wait until I stop being crazy. So wait a minute. You recognize you're crazy? What's going on? Well, no, I'm definitely having like maternal lurches right now. Like I have to, I feel like cuddling things. But if I wait long enough, it'll go away. Maybe you should get a hamster. (laughs) No. You can flush a hamster, right? Oh, Gus. Just saying. Well, if you can't flush a dog. Well, the the problem is I really like our chickens, but they don't really like to cuddle, Mm -hmm. you know? And our cats, I don't know, cats... They only like approach you when they they it's want to, terms, you know. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of hate our cats right now because they're just ruining everything. They're good at that. Mm-hmm. But a dog would do the same thing, so I don't know why I think that I get another animal and it's going to improve the situation. It always seems like a good idea on paper, you know, and then you actually get involved with it, and it's fourteen years of maintenance, <laughs> you know, which is kind of an issue. Yeah. But if you're if you're having maternal urges, you're definitely working in the right company because we have such a bunch of babies that work here. <laughs> True. And I'm, I'm not going to exclude myself from that. We did a shoot yesterday where we were kind of out in the middle of nowhere for – this was for immersion number seven, I believe is where it falls. And uh, we were out there for about nine hours, and it was so goddamn windy. And I was going to make everybody else miserable with how miserable I was in the wind. 
I don't know what it is about wind. It must go back to my I hate things that are invisible because I hate electricity <laughs> and I hate the goddamn wind. I hate being in, in like nonstop blowing wind. And eventually, guys, I even converted you. You were starting to hate the wind. Yeah, I, I feel like – I don't know. I feel weird after being out in the wind for that long. I feel like all the moisture was just stripped off my body yeah. by the wind. Well, and there's also a bunch of dust in the air, so it was almost like getting sandblasted all day. Yeah, I feel like I feel like super dry and wrinkly now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that after I get off a plane. What is it about planes that suck the moisture out of your it's body? It's recycled air, I think. It Maybe. Work. It's like the, low, the lower pressure regulated humidity. What is, I wonder what they regulate that at. You know, it's weird. Like, you can have even have a really short flight, but something about being on an airplane immediately makes you feel disgusting as soon as you step off. Like, you have to take a well, shower. It's the fact you're sitting in a fucking 30-year-old seat. Yeah, and, like, surrounded by people. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of people. I, I'm, besides a concert, I don't know when you get that many people in that small a space. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's packing them in to get mm-hmm. them on a plane. But I read an a, a article about – it was, like, a list of things that pilots want uh, passengers to know – and everyone talks about the canned air or the recycled air that you're just rebreathing everybody's air. Apparently, they have the best filtration systems on the planet, the, like the super HEPA filters on those planes. Oh, really? Yeah. So when the air is coming out of the air conditioning unit, it's so ultra you're, purified. You're saying that everyone on the plane is that fucking disgusting, that I can still smell them after the, the, the air has been purified. Well, even if the air is being purified, you're still like next to them and they're breathing by you. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and – I think that even just that process of filtration just makes the air feel unreal in a way, you know? Like, mm. it doesn't feel like real air. Yeah. I don't know. It's like fake air. Yeah. It's, it's like it's space different. balls. You it's... get the air out of the can. <laughs> I read a disturbing stat uh, when people were talking about this uh, TA- TSA backscanner thing because we were reading <laughs> – I was actually, believe it or not, doing research when we did the Mega64 video. And they said that, Gus, when you're in a plane for five hours, like let's say you fly L.A. to New York – that is the equivalent of receiving a chest X-ray in terms of the radiation that you get from being that high in the atmosphere. Really? Yep. Every time, every five hours you spend in the plane is the equivalent of a chest X-ray. Wow. And I'm going to look that up on Snopes right now before you have a chance to refute me. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. I found that disturbing. But then, wouldn't all pilots? Wouldn't they all have lung cancer or something? You know, or some kind of cancer? Tumor cancer. Tumor cancer. No, that's crazy. That's a that's a lot of radiation to get. To get from point A to point B. It is. So what you're saying is when they build teleportation devices, as long as you get enough radi- or less radiation than a chest X-ray, you're, you're ending up net positive. Would you ever use a teleporter if they invented it? I'd wait a, a year or two. I'd yeah, let, I'd, I'd let the kids get worked out. <laughs> I, w- I would never use it. If ever. Apple made the first one, I would definitely not get in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wait until they make the second one. Then I'd get in that one. No first generation <laughs> teleportation. No. I don't blame you at all. I would never use it because even after a year, here's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that like all the people going in the front end would just be vaporized and die, and then new people would come out the back end. It's a totally new reconstructed person. Maybe even they have your memories, but it's somehow really not that's, you. I, that's that's essentially the way it works. Oh, that, that's like how they, they say that's how they explain it in Star Trek. Right. Is that you are disassembled, then you are then a copy of you is reassembled using elements available at the destination. That's not you. Right. It's like a quantum state of you. Is frozen and then recreated. I, I think I think you become a lightning bug or something on this side then, or, because there's no way. I mean, it's just like how would you transport through that? And I would also be convinced that the people coming out the other end would know this and they would hide it. <laughs> <laughs> and then over a year, they wouldn't tell anybody that the, the original people are gone and these are new people. It's like everyone who got LASIK. They don't tell you the dark secret. They're slowly plotting to take over the world. I saw the chill come over your face when I mentioned it. 
Right. We're, they, they actually laser our brain and program us with information. <laughs> Come on, Gus. It's great. You don't need glasses when you wake up in the morning. It's like pod people. How come you haven't gotten LASIK? Uh, I don't trust it. <laughs> Same thing as the teleportation. Well, you're burning on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got it. I don't know. I don't trust it. You can see. Who knows what's going to happen down the road? Listen, I'm the one person, too, that'll tell you. Well, I won't sugarcoat it because I did a lot of research. I talked to a lot of people who had LASIK. All they said was how awesome it was. Oh, you're going to love it. You'll see the alarm clock in the morning. You won't even need your glasses. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, do you have any complications? No, I, could, I got up off the operating table, and I could immediately see as soon as I sat up. I was like, wow, this is all great. And they all have the, basically the same story. So then I got my LASIK, and every, was everything like they said, I, I sat up off the operating table, and I could see the clock on the wall, and that was really cool. And I woke up the next morning. It was great. And then I noticed like at night when I get tired, I would have these halos around lights, like headlights or streetlights. Kind of like you ever go swimming as a kid, and you get too much chlorine in your eye, and you get those rainbows around yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah. By the way, how's Del Maria's kids at like – we must have scorched our eyes. <laughs> Opening your eyes underwater. If I did that as an adult, I would be very concerned that something has <laughs> gone wrong with my vision. My eyes would be bright red, and I would see rainbows around every single light. But it's kind of like that. Or like on a headlight, you see like a starburst. Right. You know, like those – it's just like some, almost like a disco effect. And uh, so after that, I, I a month of this, I thought, man, this is supposed to kind of go away, and it's not really going away as fast as I would like it to. So I – well, walk up to people who told me LASIK is the greatest thing ever, and I said, I'm really concerned because I'm seeing these starbursts. On lights, and they go, oh, yeah, I have that too. Like, what the fuck? Why wouldn't you tell me that before I got my eyes cut with a goddamn laser? And Joel had the best response to that when I went back to him and said, why don't you tell me you have these starbursts on lights at night? And uh, he, Joel says to me, you know what? I kind of like it, actually. It's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, a, that's a very appropriate Joel response. Yeah, he likes the effect. It's, it's very cinematic in his mind, I guess. But it has toned down, toned down over time, and I have gotten more used to it. So it's just like – it's just the way it is now. Well, it's you know, kind of like with glasses too. Like when you first start wearing them, it almost feels like you're in an aquarium. And that doesn't – and I was trying to – I was looking through them yesterday. I was like, it hasn't gone away. I've just gotten used to it. Like it still looks like an aquarium if I focus on it, but you just get used to seeing things a certain way. I mean are you just – do you think you're just getting used to it to the point where – well, you know, you're talking to a guy who owns a fake prescription pair of glasses because I got used to looking at the world that way. And so now when I want to write or focus, I'm way more comfortable throwing on a pair of – like my, my glasses have no prescription. So I just throw them on uh-huh. and it just helps me focus. Plus you look smarter. And I look smarter. Too. Very dapper. <laughs> and it hides more of the face, which I think is a good thing. You know, with, with the beard and the glasses, you have to see very little surface area of my actual face. <laughs> That's always a good thing. Everyone in this office could use more of that. Mm-hmm. We should institute like a, a, a dress code where you have to wear a bag over your head. You know, only your eyes are cut out. And you can design it however you want. Yeah. Griffin would have the nicest bag though. You yeah. don't have to wear a bag, Griffin. We have to oh, wear a bag. thanks. <laughs> That's the ultimate compliment. Griffin, you don't have to wear a bag. <laughs> you do not have to put a bag over your head. Just the slobs over here. You actually worked your too long if you actually took that nicely. As a, as a compliment. It was a compliment, right? It, it was definitely a compliment, but it's like the lowest possible level compliment somebody could get. Oh, God, your phone is really destroyed. Oh, yeah. You know, you talked about your first-generation <laughs> Apple teleporter, Gus. I don't know. I mean, I my, dropped my iPhone 4 here, and I shattered the glass, and it actually still works perfectly fine. You know, I just discovered this weekend that if the glass on your iPhone is destroyed – you can go to the Apple store, to the Genius Bar, and uh, they'll replace the display for you there while you wait. It takes less than five minutes, and it costs 99 bucks. Wow. You probably saved me about $600 then because they wanted to sell me a new phone for six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea they did this. Like Over the weekend, my wife's phone, her screen cracked, 
And uh, she looked it up onto the internet. I'd never heard of this. She's like, yeah, apparently we can go. And I didn't believe her. I was like, yeah, you're full. <laughs> I was like, we're going to go. They're going to laugh at us. And uh, no, the guy was like, you know, what's your upgrade status? And I said, well, we really don't want to get a new phone. Can you just replace the screen? He goes, oh, yeah, give, give me five minutes. He's like, it's going to be 99 bucks. I was like, okay. Oh, that's awesome. And you went to the back and came out with the new display. Yeah, that is cool. Like, so. This is the second one that I've cracked. Mm-hmm. And the first one, I cut the hell out of my hand when I did it. <laughs> it's, I mean, you, you, it looks like you put uh, one of those, you know, stickers on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you did now? Like to, to hold even. the glass in place? Yeah, I went to uh, Best Buy and they sold me this uh, screen protector, which is normally meant to protect your screen from cracking like this mm-hmm. or from getting chipped. And I'm just using it to hold all the shards of glass <laughs> in place so they can use it without slicing my thumb open. Which my hands are getting destroyed from all the stuff we're doing with immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, Griffin and I should have a have a hands off. I don't know what that would be exactly, but <laughs> it sounds hot. It sounds yeah. so awesome. I can eat more skirt, but uh, yeah, I mean, my hands are like just getting chipped away slowly mm-hmm. but surely. You're, yeah. getting, you're getting destroyed via immersion, huh? Oh, it's pretty. Immersion <laughs> has become a very involved sort of thing. <laughs> I've, I've 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 gotten a little destroyed via immersion too, <laughs> and I look forward to seeing the videos that are coming out. But you only have to invest a certain amount of time into your, like, getting destroyed. I invest a lot more in my body, (laughs) though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I was talking to Jeff about this yesterday because he, like, rolled up and, you know, we explained to him what we're going to be doing. And I said, you know, Jeff, we spent a lot of time constructing these elaborate courses for you to run, essentially, and all these games to play. Just for you just come out and have a good time. He's like, yeah, it's really cool. Because I'm glad you realized that this late in the series. (laughs) Because I don't have to do anything but show up and, like, People have made, like, these awesome things that I've always wanted to do, and now I get to do them. Yeah, it was awesome. Yesterday I showed up, like, at noon. You all had all this shit built. I was like, great. Y'all have been out there since, like, the sun came up. Uh, I just showed up, and I was like, all right. Have fun. See you guys. You did great, though. I don't want to spoil anything. Hopefully we won't tie the uh, number of the episode, but Gus did really well yesterday. Jeff was really nervous leading up. He didn't want to admit it to anyone, but he I could tell because he kept asking me. Especially because I went first. He was like, how was it? Were you nervous? How did it go? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to embarrass himself. Yeah, no, he did great. I asked him if he was nervous, and he said, absolutely not. Right. That yeah. is also a trait that does not exist in the Ramsey house. Their ability to mask their emotions <laughs> doesn't exist. Like, nobody says, like, there was a – we had a problem, a slight mechanical problem that delayed us maybe three or four minutes at the most. And it was just something Griffin had worked on, and – so you're blaming me. No, what I'm saying, I'm, like, I'm really <laughs> downplaying this because when you were, like, down there, like, fixing this thing, and then you got up and turned back to get a tool – no one had to ask, hey, is Griffin upset? Because you could clearly see from like wow. 50 yards away that Griffin was not happy that her thing was delaying even yeah. like two minutes. So everyone, everyone, everyone was slowly backing away. What, mm-hmm. I, what I'm saying is that your thing did not delay us at all. And I know – do you remember yesterday? Do you think it was like a big problem? Well, no. I mean, yeah, it was kind of irritating because especially when you think about materials and that kind of – like the, how much money you spend on things. I mean, not like it was expensive, but I have a hard time forgetting that kind of thing when I'm, because I do theater. Yep. So any little thing that goes wrong just irritates me because I feel like I've invested the time in figuring this out. Like it shouldn't backfire, you know, on the day of. Right. So it, it just bugs me. I just hate encountering problems that late. But, you know, you deal with it and that's the, the part of the fun of being on shoots is just like figuring out how to get things done on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing about any kind of production or filmmaking is like like take a film. I was described the, the the process of making a feature film is you basically take two years of your life. And you have to get 90 minutes of it right, mm-hmm. you know? And if you think about it in terms of that, there should be a lot more great films out there because mm-hmm. it's like you have 300 people working for two years. We just have to get 90 minutes of it just right, right you know? Right. And that's the thing about production. So we're out there yesterday for eight hours. We probably had to get two minutes, you know? If we mm-hmm. get two minutes correct in front of the camera, then we're golden. 
it is the challenging thing is just coordinating all the, like the people and the the whatever objects props and everything like getting it all coordinating at the same time getting everyone like to to do what they're supposed to do on camera at yeah. the same time i don't know especially in this office it's not just no but in general like especially <laughs> it's just a lot of coordination but it's fun yeah especially when you have a guy in the corner going you're bothered by this wind right i'm bothered <laughs> <laughs> you know the wind drives people crazy in montana that's where they leave <laughs> I assaulted Gus with tons of stuff. I was like, okay, the wind. Yeah, the wind sucks. <laughs> it's great. People in Montana go crazy because of the wind. My wife read that in some kind of historical romance novel. So and, it must be true. And then I was grilling Gus about what's the purpose of wind. And then my big question to you, Gus, I think was, where does wind start? Like, where does wind begin? If you followed the wind well, back. There's a daddy wind and a mommy <laughs> wind. And when they like each other a lot. They decide to make more wind. They make a little breeze. <laughs> and that breeze grows up to drive you crazy. <laughs> it does. It, grow, it grows up, heads in Texas, and messes up my fucking hair. <laughs> it's not that. It's just a constant pressure of like just – it's just like I have that clipboard with the fucking papers. And they're flying everywhere. just drives me crazy. But um, it's like traffic is what I was saying. It's like you ever get to the end of like a four-mile traffic jam? And then the cars just start going, and you're like... And there's no reason, and you have that satisfaction. That's the fucking worst. <laughs> what, what was it? Or even, what was or I waiting for? Even worse, my, the, the one I, I fucking lose it at is, you know, when I'm sitting in traffic, it sucks, it sucks. Then you get to the cause of the traffic, and it's just like some dude who's pulled over to the shoulder. That's it. It's like some dude on the cell phone in the, on the shoulder, and everyone's like rubbernecking their look like, what's that guy doing? It's like, I lost fucking 30 minutes of my life, because everyone wanted to see what that guy was doing. Bullshit. Or even worse, when you get to the end of your traffic jam, and it's because there's something on the other side of the freeway. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, there's an accident over there. It's like, there's nothing over here. Just drive your goddamn car. Mm -hmm. I once was in a traffic jam in Houston. I was on, uh, I think it was on I-10. And, uh, like, we were at a dead standstill. I was probably, you know, stopped. My car did not move for, like, 45 minutes. And people were getting out of their car and just, like, you know, standing and waiting. Then eventually the police show up, and they're like, okay... And they start waving at everything. They go, everyone, put your car in reverse. And they started waving us all back. Everyone had to drive in reverse down I-10 to the previous exit and get off the freeway. Because I guess a fuel truck had uh, overturned and spilled gas all over the interstate. So they're having to clean it up. So they made everyone go backwards. Wow. One one dude uh, spun his car around and drove in the wrong direction to... uh, Instead of going in reverse. Because it's probably the only time you'd ever be able to do that. Yeah, I would do that too. I saw a video online. Did you see the video of the people in the cab in China? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, the, I guess the people in the cab were giving the cab driver directions. And they – I don't know if I'm getting the backstory right here. But um, he missed a turn on the freeway. So he just turned around and started driving against traffic on the freeway. And apparently that's a, that's a normal thing to do there. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about it is the woman in the backseat who's taping sounds totally – she's she's – she finds it rude, whereas I would find it horrifying that yeah. we're about to die in a head-on crash on the freeway at any second here. And she's like, I can't believe this guy. Why is he doing this? Huh? And then like, you see a car like miss them by like four inches. You could do that in Puerto Rico too. Oh, really? If the traffic was real bad on your side, you could like hop over to the other side of the highway and like drive down and try to cut over again. You could make it like little bursts at a time. Apparently, you could do that in Miami too because I was in Miami once and we were in the right lane and the guy in front of us stopped on the freeway on the right lane. There was nothing in front of him. He just stopped. The car stopped behind us, and you're looking to get hit, you know, and all that. And then his reverse lights go on. And it's like, well, I wasn't driving. My brother was driving. He's like, my brother's like, what are you doing? You're going in reverse. And the guy's, like, trying to communicate with my brother, pointing that he missed his exit. <laughs> and he's trying to reverse to get wow. back to it wow. on the freeway. That's crazy. You know, I'm This is. I'm kind of embarrassed by this, but I'm going to tell it. Um, last week, or this week, God, this week, 
kind of long. Right, earlier this week. It's only, um, it's only Wednesday. Can you believe that? No, I think it was Monday. I was, um, oh, you know what? It might have been over the weekend because I, I worked uh, at the office this weekend. But on the way back. Brag home, about it. Saturday when I was here working. You know, when you guys were home and I was here working on Saturday. <laughs> no, Bernie was here too. Um, okay. Brag. Um, I was driving back home on I-35. And uh, at some point we came up to where the traffic kind of builds up over by Riverside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the cars coming. So I kind of hit my brakes, but I, I didn't like slam on them. But it was one of those things that, okay, I got to slow down pretty quickly. So I, I hit my brakes fairly hard. But this one guy behind me, this um, it was like a Suburban, uh, couldn't stop fast enough. And he like like was fishtailing and then like slammed into the um, the barrier or whatever like right behind me like uh-huh. a cement barrier yeah and it, it just caught me by surprise and I was like oh, wow that I almost got really hurt here because he was like right behind me um, but I didn't I didn't stop immediately and then I was like shit I should probably stop and see if he's okay but at that point I'd gone too far and so I had I just kept driving because I got too far to where it was unsafe for me to like walk back yeah and I couldn't loop around because the traffic was so bad there's no way I could have gotten even gotten to him. I just feel really guilty about it. So you're admitting to a felony on the podcast here is what I'm hearing. Is it a felony? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think – no, because I was just sort of in shock for a second. And I'm like, oh, but now I would be creating more of a problem by stopping. Yeah, and yeah. at this point, people had already collected. But it was just so weird. I mean, I, I, it's weird. I, I just didn't – I kind of lost my brain for a second, like what, what you should do in that kind of situation. Right. You're probably – yeah, like you said, you're just in shock. Because I wasn't in an accident, but I feel like I was, I mean, somewhat responsible because he was behind me. Mm-hmm. That said, he shouldn't have been following so yeah, closely, should, especially yeah, in that large of a vehicle. Failure to maintain a safe distance. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, failure to control your vehicle as well. I knew a guy who uh, um, was hauling bales of hay, and one of them flipped out of his, the top of his truck and landed in the freeway. And then some dude in a Porsche came along about two minutes later and hit one of the bales of hay. Was that Cannonball Run? No. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds like something you would have seen in Cannonball Run. Oh. And uh, anyway, the, the guy in the Porsche was screaming and yelling about this country hick who had, you know, <laughs> thrown a bale of hay in the middle of the road and he's going to see the shit out of him and all this stuff. And some cop came, some state, Texas state trooper came and was like filling up paperwork and the guy in the Porsche is yelling at everybody, yelling at the cop. Finally, the cop goes, tears it off and gives him the guy a ticket, the guy on the Porsche, a ticket for failure to control his vehicle. I think it was what Failure <laughs> to control his fucking mouth is what yeah. he got a ticket for. Yeah. It's like, it's like you should have you been in control of your vehicle. That's the thing that's tough, though. It's like you get pulled over or you get into a wreck, and then everyone expects you to be polite, you know? Like, they catch you at the worst time. Yeah. And then it's like if you, if you mouth off, then things get so much worse yeah. for you. you, you got to be careful. you got to very quickly go on the offensive without offending anyone. You get on the offensive to make sure people understand it wasn't your fault. Right. And then, but you can't step on their toes to where they're going to they give you the ticket. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a situation where you did not cause the accident. Traffic stopped. The guy hit something. He didn't hit you. Yeah. I don't. You don't. You don't necessarily have to stop in that situation. No, I, I figured I was. I didn't need to stop because I wasn't in an accident. But, but is that just make me a bad person because I didn't? I don't know. I felt pretty shitty for like a couple hours afterward. Well, you know, nah, fuck if, it. If it was my wife, I would have said you did the right thing because you also, like you said, you don't want to get out of the car with people. Then suddenly you're involving yourself in an accident that you're really not involved with, right? Right. Well, and I also just didn't want to be... And putting just, yourself in danger. Yeah. That you was laugh. not even just putting myself in danger, but like adding more obstructions in traffic. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it, I probably... That's another fun thing about traffic is when you get to the end of a four-mile traffic jam and it's two people who have like the tiniest little dent on their car yep. and they just haven't pulled over to the side because they're waiting for the cop because... Yeah. It's, I don't understand that. You do not have to maintain your car and they do not have to be in the position where they wrecked. You can move them off of the roadway if it's safe. I think a lot of people feel, and I can understand this, that if you move the cars, 
especially if you're not at fault, that suddenly people just start making up stuff that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the cars are there, like, I guess they think the cops going to come up, like, CSI, and yeah. you're like, oh, I can see the length of the tire, yeah. you know. So okay, <laughs> everyone has an iPhone. Just take a couple pictures and move the car very quickly. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I wrecked – I got in a wreck in Jeff's car, which also wasn't my fault. Same kind of thing where c- traffic just stopped and there was a six-car pileup. We talked about it before and I just happened to be the first car in the chain. And uh, I just took a bunch of pictures and actually was sending them to Jeff to let him know that his car wasn't that badly hurt. And uh, he thought he was Yeah, he was showing it to me. He's like, do you think he got Matt to Photoshop these? <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something first of all. I know how to use Photoshop. Why does he assume I'm going to go to Matt and get Matt <laughs> to Photoshop a dent on a bumper? I can do that if I, I want I don't think to. that you're allowed to be offended in this situation. I think I am. <laughs> That's, we already worked it out. It's, it, everything's even there. Although I've been trying to help Jeff with the bumper and he just hasn't done anything with it. Well, so I, I, No, there hasn't been any time. Like, I don't know. I know. Yeah, it's true. I know. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I might have a warrant out for my arrest right now. And I'm not – I'm trying to clear it up and I'm, I think I'm okay. <laughs> Let me guess. Traffic ticket? Well, I bought a new truck. Okay. And I got a ticket for – I got really – see, if this is not fair. It's always not fair when I get a ticket and this one's really not fair. <laughs> we were in a school zone. There's a lot of school zones around our new office and we right. went out to get something. Griffin, you were with me. What were we getting that day? Something. Yeah. Something for probably some shelving know. or something like that. Anyway, we were in a school zone and it was a particularly long school zone. And at the end of the school zone, the cops, the motorcycle cops had set up a kind of a – what do they call that? Speed trap, essentially. Right. So school zone in Texas, by the way, is what? 20 miles an hour. Yes. Which is – I can walk faster. That's 20 fucking miles slow. An hour. Yeah. Anyway, um, but in a school zone, you had to be careful. But we were, we were in the middle of this big, long school zone, which was a normal big thoroughfare. It just happens to be near a high school. Right. And while we were going along 20 miles an hour in the school zone, I was just going with traffic. An ambulance passed us. So we had to pull over and wait. The ambulance passed us. Then a fire truck passed us as well. And then we wait a second and then all pull off, you know, get back in, into the road and start following the ambulance and the fire truck. And then the cops grabbed three of us because we went over the speed limit by the end of the school zone. So it was like literally like 200 feet. And it was like we got – I got – you know, there's not school zones inside every five feet. You forget when the ambulance passed you that we were in the school zone. And we were leaving the school zone, and that's when they hit us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't have my insurance in my new truck because I, I kept my old truck. I didn't turn it in when I got my new truck. So I got to take it for not maintaining proof of insurance as well. Literally, like, the first day I had my new truck. Plus, the cop was, like, I kept asking you about your truck and what you thought of it. And then he started asking you, like, you about your phone. And it almost seemed like he tried, pulled you over just so he could, like, see what you thought about your pickup. <laughs> see what I thought about my new truck. Exactly. That's, I did what, feel that's that a way. problem with, like, he cop, doesn't believe, he doesn't cops believe, in Texas. Yeah, like, he doesn't believe in reading motor trend. He's going to get the word straight from your mouth. <laughs> And charge you for the privilege. Yeah. Yeah, so we, he, Griffin's right. When he pulled us over, he just wanted to keep talking about the truck. And he was like, yeah, dude, this is – I've been thinking about getting a truck like this. How do you like it? And I said, it's great. He goes, so everything on it's cool? You're happy with the, with everything? I said, yeah, I think the uh, speedometer might be a little off and not really recording my speed <laughs> accurately. And he kind of chuckled at that and he was like, that's funny. Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> not funny enough. Yeah. Here's your ticket, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> I, actually, I actually have a pretty good track record. It drives my wife crazy of getting pulled over by cops and not getting a ticket. Really? Because I, I, I swear you have a ton of them. Yeah. A ton of tickets? I think the city's setting up a frequent ticketer program yeah, just, has, just for you. You get a lot of parking tickets. I get a ton of parking tickets. I get a ton of parking oh, that's tickets. True, that's but true. I don't get a lot of like moving violations. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I think that might be my first moving violation in like five years. And listen, yeah. I should get a ticket. I was speeding in a school zone. I should definitely get that ticket. You know, it's... It, I, I'm not saying it wasn't my fault or anything like that, even though I just told the story in which it wasn't my fault. Um, 
but anyway, so it's been a while since I had, since I had the ticket, and I was going to mail it in. Now I can't find the ticket, and so I think there might be a warrant out for my arrest. So we have two felons here right. in the podcast today. What? Failure, <laughs> failure to stop and render aid, and uh, <laughs> you, failure to pay your ticket. What are they hunted you down like? They actually, the guy said, it was a, the nice thing about you leaving the scene of that accident that somebody else had, you didn't leave the scene of your own accident, is that the, then the guy now has this great out of like, you caused the accident, I'm sure, of like, oh, this crazy person in front of me did all this stuff. Accelerating and, like, and braking real fast and accelerating and braking. She put the car in reverse and started going up. <laughs> and then she just took off. You were in an accident, right, where somebody took off on you? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's funny because it was a similar situation where there was, you know, everyone slammed on their brakes. And, of course, I stopped with plenty of time, but the car behind me didn't. And I was in a big truck, and she was in, like, a, a small – I was like a, like a compact car. Mm-hmm. And the car, you know, rear-ends me. And I get out and look. And this is a truck I used to have, you know, out when I grew up on the border. You know, it's a very rural ranch truck. has a huge, you know, metal bumper. And I get out and I look at my truck and not a scratch on it. And I look at this girl's car and, like, the fender's falling off. You know, it, it, got, it got really fucked up. And she was, like, some high school girl. And uh, she's in the car with two of her friends. And they get out. And she's like, oh, my God, look at my car. <laughs> and uh, one of the girls tells the driver, you know, my mom said if I was ever in an accident to just leave. To just go home. <laughs> I was like, oh, this fucking bitch. So I went back to my truck. And I got a pen and paper. And I wrote down their license plate and a description of their car. <laughs> and as I'm doing that, the fu- they all fucking get back in their car and take off. That's funny. And then the cop shows up. You know, the cops show up to talk to everyone. And they're like, you know, were you in, in, the, in the accident? And I was like, yeah, I got hit. It was like, but the car that hit me took off. And he looks at my truck. And he goes, I didn't see any damage. I go, yeah, it's fine. He goes, well, here, you can fill out this paperwork. If you want to file charges, you can. He's like, but totally up to you. I never did anything because nothing yeah. happened to my truck. I'm sure she probably got in plenty of trouble. It's, it was fucking funny. And like, she fucking said it in earshot of me. I was like, really? <laughs> I like this mother who just gives out bad advice. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever in an accident, just leave. If you ever finish the milk, just put the empty carton back in the fridge. <laughs> That's where it goes. Somebody else will throw it away. It's somebody else's problem. If you miss your exit, just put it in reverse. <laughs> back up until you get to it. So did anyone else watch the VGA Awards, which of course stands for the Video Game Awards Awards? No, I didn't. I watched some of the trailers from it. That's it, though. Yeah? How about you, Griffin? No, I didn't. I, thought, you, I, thought, I heard you complaining about something. and then Any, any illusion that Griffin tuned into the VGA Awards on Spike? <laughs> I, I feel like uh, by watching the, uh, the trailers the next day on the internet, I distilled the best 10 minutes of that show into a viewing experience on my computer. You would not be incorrect in that judgment. The, uh, the, the VGAs tend to be uh, basically a two-hour-long commercial for the video game industry wrapped around an award show because I've never seen – Another award show where they announce products. Like at the Grammys, they don't announce right. new albums. Like, oh, I'm just going to let everybody know if, you know. The Oscars don't have film premiere or like trailer premieres. Yeah. where you stop and watch it. But uh, the big winners, uh, the big winner was Red Dead Redemption. And I would say probably Mass Effect 2 as well. They both did very well. Is that a segue into talking about Drunk Tank Awards or should we delay that till next week? No, I just, I think it's the VGA. Do you consider the VGAs to be relevant? No. Oh, really? No. So do you think there is an award that is relevant for video games? The Drunk Tank Awards. There we go. That was nice. <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, what do you think is the industry standard? Like, um, I, I don't know that there really is any. If I was going to trust anyone, I'd be like GameSpot maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. I would say probably something at the GDC. Like, oh, do, they, do they do any kind of awards there? Um, I don't know. We've been doing this video game thing for a while. We've never been to GDC. Nope. We're not really... That kind of that kind of video game company. Yeah, it's really weird. We're, we straddle two industries: the video game industry and the basically the film mm-hmm. production industry. And so, 
we don't really get that heavily involved with either one on that level. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like we're just friends with both. <laughs> we, we, we just know some people. <laughs> the, uh, but like game, like a game developer con- conference, I have no idea what we would do there. Mm-mm. Like if they had a big like, symposium on DirectX, the new DirectX, I'd be like, okay, okay. okay. Can, can you make can you make head bobbing a new feature in the new DirectX? <laughs> so where are the games to play? What about lip sync? That'd be cool. But the VGAs are just. They were they were kind of dismal, and people watching them were tweeting and like talking about how bored they were and how the production was bad. The production actually the VGAs was perfectly fine. Oh yeah. The problem is, and I don't mean any offense by this, but game developers they've got to learn how to be a better audience because if you're sitting there with basically your arms crossed and not enjoying anything, mm-hmm. that affects how everyone else watching that thing right. views it as well. Right. You know, and I think that people who were attending the Grammys and people who are attending the Oscars, they understand that. That yeah, when the presenters get up and they make the shitty jokes, just go ahead and laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just the cameras have to pan for reaction in the audience. Yeah. They're gonna have some close ups. And when it pans to you, you do the ha 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 laugh yeah. or whatever, you know? It's just I think the problem is that, that those the, those um like movie film awards are full of actors and performers. <laughs> film and music, like they all performing. They know what's expected of them. Right. That's the thing is that I guess the closest we have to that, I mean we have voice actors, but they don't go to the VGAs really. I mean Nathan no. Fillion was there Mm-hmm. And you know Felicia Day was there because she's in uh, Fallout. Like those people, and like Neil Patrick Harris was the host of this. But it's you know there was, for instance, there was a segment where Neil Patrick Harris was doing this bit with Olivia Munn. And if you have for the VGAs, if you have Olivia Munn and Neil Patrick Harris on stage, you're not going to get better than that. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. These are the people that like the highest level celebrities, basically the video game industry. Neil Patrick Harris kind of debatable, but he's in that kind of culture. You know, laugh. They're going to tell dumb jokes and they're going to like fake hit on each other. And yeah, we all know Neil Patrick Harris is gay. You know, but just just roll with it. Have a good time. Be be, be prepared to be entertained because other people are watching this. Mm-hmm. They announced Elijah Dushku, who I think was coming out to then in turn announce a trailer for something else. I don't know what she was right at the end of the show. When she came out on stage, you could you could hear a pin drop. I mean, they didn't even applaud when the announcers came out to talk about stuff. Wow. Really? It was cr- it was crazy, dude. Maybe I'll re- record like audio of it for you, but it was like, you know, some cheesy intro. It was like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Elijah Dushku launching in three, two, one. This curtain comes up, and Elijah Dushku, who's hot as hell, walks on stage. It was like, I mean, you watched her walk across the stage. You could almost hear her heels clicking. You know, <laughs> it's like, God damn, will somebody throw this chick a bone for crying out loud? Give me a break. So I would say the problem with the VGAs was the audience and not not the production in any way. They even had this cool thing where they were doing um, – and it's Spike. Let me get, don't get me wrong. Spike sucks, you know, and it, <laughs> you know, it's cheesy and all that. But you know, it's an award show for Christ's sake. But they did this thing where they did like, this virtual reality set where they would augment reality. Mm-hmm. Is that what they called? AR? Augmented yeah, augmented reality. reality. Uh-huh. Yeah, which of course the people in the audience couldn't see and the people at home could see. You know, Hopefully but, they had monitors set up. Hopefully they did. Hopefully they did. But – uh. That, and it didn't really – you didn't need to see it to, yeah. to understand that you clap for people when they come up to well, I, you I, an award potential. I just watched the video without sound of Elijah Dushku coming out at that award ceremony. And you're right. The camera like pans across the audience and everyone's just sitting there with – like sitting on their hands, staring up dumbly at the stage. I was pretty amazed by it. What do you think that is? Do you think like because they're know. all competitors in the room yet, they just don't – they're they all want to be cooler? Than social they, awkwardness? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's – it's funny – and, and you don't really think about it, but an audience is a really important part of a lot of, like, shows. And, and it, it's almost like you forget of not being an element, that the people watching mm-hmm. it are, the, are part of it. Well, there's, there's a reason at those award ceremonies that they have, like, seat fillers. You know, yeah. when someone gets up to leave, you know, you have someone on hand to fill that seat and clap and laugh and, 
you know, <laughs> participate. So maybe they need to just manage the crowd better and have do that, you know? Do like a warm-up they, act. They need to cut the fucking developers out of this VGA. That's what, <laughs> what I'm getting at here. <laughs> fucking get, get some get some higher quality people for the audience. Okay, here we go. Now now we're now we're offending people. <laughs> but just if you go to, if you go to the VGAs in the future, just just have a good time. Just start just start hitting. Just drink. Pound yeah. in the drinks, dude. Just <laughs> pound the drinks, you know. Have a party. They, yeah, like a, at a comedy club where they have the like four drink minimum or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You should do that. I've only, I think I've only ever been to a comedy club once. They should have like on the red carpet, they should have a vodka hose and they just hose, <laughs> they hose you down when you come in. Like you're coming into prison, they're delousing you. Just <laughs> or they give everyone one of those hats with like the two beers on the top and the straws that come down. <laughs> that would be awesome. Just sit there like, woo, give you a foam finger. You VGAs, <laughs> video games, yeah, number one. <laughs> you should produce the VGAs. I would watch your production of it. <laughs> It'd be awesome. So you had no interest in watching it at all? Nah, no. Okay. Well, Red Dead Redemption won Game of the Year. That's disappointing. And I thought, why really? Because you didn't like Red Dead? I hated that. Well. But that's not your kind of game, though. Not my it? kind of game. I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> but that does remind me, you know what we should add if we don't have it? We should have a DLC category in the Drunk Tank Awards this but, year. We, that's a good point. We should, mm-hmm. we, I think we should standardize those categories, too. We should figure out what we, what we give awards for. This was an awesome year for DLC. It was. All, all the stuff from Mass Effect 2. Uh, the Red Dead Redemption had one of the biggest ones, and then the Borderlands one that I just got through playing. Um, there's a General Knox that was this year. That was yeah, that was this year. That was incredible, man. That was it's it's like a whole other game added on. Hmm. It's it's what episodic gaming said it was going to be is what DLC is now. Yeah, of course. Yep. So you guys are doing the Drunk Tank Awards next week. I guess, I guess we can push them next week. You want to do nominations or? We yeah, need Jeff we, here to do it. We'll, uh, Jeff would be kind of sad if he missed out. We, uh, we'll, we normally announce the winners the last week of the year, so we've got two weeks. We'll announce the winners December 29th. So we can either announce nominations this week or next week. Why don't we talk about our categories okay. that we have? Let, let me get a pen so we can standardize them. Okay. I think <laughs> last year we did, which is a very hard one to do, we did best online video. And that doesn't mean like stuff that we do, like Red vs. Blue or Immersion or RT Shorts. It means, like, just the one video that everybody watched that we right. all loved. I think mean, last year, the drunk guy. The, you know, world's drunkest guy won. Did you ever find him to give him no, his trophy? No, I didn't. I, we, I kept the trophy. It was, <laughs> that was an excuse just to make a trophy I couldn't give so, uh, I, so I could get one. Online video. There were a lot of great ones this year, too. So uh, best online video. Uh, what's another category, guys? We, we also had uh, best movie. Did we have best trailer? We had best trailer. Well, do we have it – was it, it was best video game trailer. I think we had best trailer, and it was open to video games and or movies. Oh, was it best? Okay. I think we basically made that category in order to give the Old Republic trailer. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, we had awesome be- one. Best TV show. Best TV show. What was last year? Lost? Yep. Uh, what was last year's best movie? Star Trek. Oh, nice. We had, we had controversy. Because you fuckers hadn't seen Avatar yet. It was late in the year, and you Man. guys hadn't seen it yet. You would not, in hindsight, give Avatar the best movie of the year? That's you tough. jaded prick. What it's is tough. wrong with you? tough i don't know i think that maybe i don't know it seems i got i gotta stand by my vote you gotta see I tron can, you cannot, gotta see tron before the end of the year we cannot not see that i'm, hey, I'm hey. planning on it but even all the good reviews i see for tron are bad it's true it's true well then go see true grit if you want to yeah, like true grit i really got to see that yeah um okay another category so we have online video best movie best trailer best tv show uh is that all we had um i want to say there's something else that we had we didn't do anything music right no we're, we're not musical. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, we didn't do anything with DLC. We should definitely add DLC this year. And should we do something related to the web? We have online video. Yeah, but I'm saying like like website related. 
I'm, what are we going to give nah. a word to Twitter or something like that? That's nah, stupid. How long has Twitter been around yet? Tumblr. Uh, six years? Fuck, really? Five years? I've been to Tumblr a couple times. I don't. I don't understand it. I look at it and I don't know what I'm looking at. You know what? You know, I, I think the same thing. And you know what that makes me realize? I'm getting old. Yeah. It's like I see something like, I don't get it. Uh-oh. I got to figure this out. It's popular. People like it. I need, I need to figure out what's going on with this thing. Oh, I will tell you that what I don't like about Tumblr is that people don't comment on stuff. They just push a button to say they like it. And then you have a list of people who just like yeah. stuff. I don't like that. I like, the, I, I like people leaving a comment and mm-hmm. saying something. Even if it's a dumb, idiotic comment like – is that a mole or a nipple? I think that was the most common <laughs> comment on our immersion number three. But I, I still want people to say something, not I, just push a button to indicate approval. I wish we could see how many people watch immersion three in full screen versus uh, in a little window. I thought it was really funny. I was looking through some comments last night, um, and people they, they, they team up. And they're like, no, no, no. It's at this like marker here. Like, check here. Like, you can almost see something here. Like, <laughs> they're trying to help you out. Like, they tell you what frame to check for. That's funny. It's pretty funny. Um, so I think those are are those our five categories. Are there any we want to get rid of, or you're, you're happy with those? Griffin, is, do you think there's anything that's missing? Like when you listened to the Drunk Tank Awards last year, were you like, oh, I wish they really would have covered this? No, I mean I like music, but I also don't know much about it, so I can't. I, I wouldn't be able to head that up, and I know no one here would. Should we do music and just say girl talk this year? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have one nominee. Girl the talk. only thing that we're listening to in the office is yeah. the thing that wins. The, the only thing we can agree on. <laughs> well, I know it's it, we. Yeah, everybody hates each other's music, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone hates each other's music. God, I mean, I just had my iPod just running on random one time when we were out in a set, and Griffin and Gus, you guys just destroyed me all day about the songs that would play off my iPod. It was uh, when we were out shooting the immersion that comes out today. Oh, right. The so- yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> the one we teased last week. It's the one the Mario themed one, yeah. essentially. So, the, uh, yeah, they were, they were pretty fucking brutal. Well, you, no, I, I, I like the kind of music you listen to. I just think it's funny that you listen to it. Like what? I don't know. You just listen to like girly. I don't know. No, I mean, we I, bond over like listening to Fiona Apple. Like Fiona Apple's not all that girly. I don't think. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not listening to. Uh, no, what, what were you listening? You're like, you're, what was it? You were listening to to Cheryl Crow. You're like, what's wrong with Cheryl Crow? What is wrong with Cheryl Crow? <laughs> what is wrong with Cheryl Crow? <laughs> you get a Hank Williams song and then you get Cheryl Crow. What is wrong with Cheryl Crow? Yeah. It's not like Sarah McLaughlin or anything like that. <laughs> That's the line, the Sarah McLaughlin line. <laughs> it is. I should probably have some on my iPod. Let me see. If, I'm going to see right now if I have that. Trying not to get a, a glass sliver in your finger. No, 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 man. I got my. I'm protected. Man, I'm so. I, I haven't even. I was just going to work on the comics today. I could not get to my workbench, like my desk area. Holy cow! Hey. Look who just joined us. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. All right. It was really shitty up until right now. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. All the legions of Jeff fans just went, oh, awesome. thank God. <laughs> Jeff made it. So ready to tune out. So, Jeff, here's everything we've covered so far. Okay. Uh, Griffin's a felon. And oh, the- no. What happened? No, I'm not a felon. What'd you steal? I didn't steal anything. And then the, the VGAs. We talked a little bit about the VGAs, which you did not see either. No, I didn't, did not see. But I will, the results. I, I guess I should say that uh, the Uncharted 3 and the uh, Mass Effect 3 trailers looked awesome from the VGAs. Awesome is an understatement. I thought they were fantastic. <laughs> I'm getting the point now when I see trailers for sequels, they just the, – the graphics are getting so high. Like you watch trailers to see for graphics, uh-huh. in my opinion, that the graphics now are at the level where it's like – I don't know how much higher they could get until people are walking around as a hologram in your living room. Yeah. But I just – it just looks to me like when I see sequels, I feel like they're just other games. You know what I mean? I don't get, I don't get all that excited about trailers. I never really have those. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't like trailers. that Mass Effect 3 trailer? I thought it was. I thought it was okay, but I was like, I would have imagined that's what it would have been like. Yeah, plus Mass Effect Three, it's, it, you know, that's probably a pre-rendered cinematic versus the Uncharted Three, which was totally, you know, in-game in engine. You know what I'm getting out of this? Somewhere inside 
you're a little bit dead. No, I like I love Mass Effect. I've played more Mass Effect than you have, for Christ's sake. But I'm just okay. Let's let's see it. You All know. Right. Do you, so yeah, you guys get more excited than you can actually see the game. The game. I I, I do. If I could see gameplay, that would be even better. Maybe maybe it's this. I never get excited for a trailer where the trailer is announces a date that's more than three months away. Mm. Okay. If something's a year and a half away, I'm like, I don't give a shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I, got, I can I got, see that. I got no time to sit around and, and anticipate things that are a year and a half away. I might not even be alive when that thing comes out. <laughs> that's What's a some, really good point, actually. Do, do you games. think about that? What? When that I might the, not be alive? That you might not be alive? No, but I'm not, I'm not where you are in life. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... I've got some living left to do. Yeah, but you live a different life than I do, too. <laughs> You know, they, uh, the other day I watched the Jimmy Fallon show just because they teased that they were going to have the debut of Uncharted 3 gameplay uh, on, uh, on his late night talk show. And uh, sure enough, I guess they had like two developers from Naughty Dog come out and uh, they you know, had the, the debut of gameplay you know, for, uh, for Uncharted 3. I read the other day that that Jimmy Fallon, they, uh, ha- I've, I've never seen his show. Uh, seems like a nice guy. Uh, but uh, they, uh, they are already grooming him to replace Leno. And talking about it, like see, like NBC and executives are already saying that he's going to be the next Leno. Like, how do you learn your fucking mistakes? Just let Leno be Leno for a while, and before you start talking about his replacement, and then go through the whole nonsense all over again. I don't want to get too far into this, but weren't they talking about axing him also? At the, you know, Who Leno? No. Uh, oh, they were Fallon. talking about axing yeah. Fallon at the time, and now they're fucking and, grooming. And him. now they're they're saying he's Leno's replacement. Leno has been back for six months, and they're already talking about his replacement again. God, God damn, that's a brutal industry. Yeah, scary business. You're scared of business. So, I meant that in a nice way. Th- okay. Yeah. Thank you. It was a compliment. So right before you walked in, Jeff, we were trying to standardize on the categories for the Drunk Tank Awards. Okie dokie. So I'm going to go, I'm going to list you what I have here. Okie dokie. Uh, best online video. Sure. Best movie. Sure. Best trailer. Hey, can I ask a question real fast? Uh, best online video. What does that mean? Like the, the drunk guy from last year. Okay. Just so ran- best online video. Mm-hmm. Random one-off video. All right. Best, best movie. Yes. Best trailer. Yes. Best TV show. Yes. And we added the best DLC category. I think best DLC is great. Um, Should we do something with music? Is that a bad idea? That's a bad idea. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much what we We thought. could just call that the Girl Talk Award. <laughs> that's uh, exactly what I said. Let's see. I don't think that's missing anything. Do you want to have, like, like do you want to separate the gaming out into... Well, you've got DLC. Do you want to add, like, best mobile game or what? anything like that? Uh, you know what we should do? I don't want to add too many categories. I understand what you're saying. Here. You don't want to overcomplicate it. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should do best RT staff member and make people, <laughs> make people compete for the award. That sounds like a terrible and idea. And then we give them the trophy. Viewer's choice. Who would you, who would you give it to this year in I, the whole company? I'd give it to me. I'd give it to Jeff. I'd give it to me. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I guess Jeff wins. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin, you're the deciding vote. Um, well, Griffin had a good year, too. She did have a good year. See all those damn props she built? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would give it to Jeff because we have to live together. <laughs> and he's taking me to New Orleans. It's true. Right. Not unanimous, though. Under protest. The fuck isn't anybody giving it to me? Now let's stop for a second here. <laughs> I like this. I like this category. I like you having to campaign for this. Why the fuck wouldn't you give it to me? What have you done to deserve it this year? Shut! I'm not telling you. Uh, you tell me why I don't deserve it. No, no, no. You have to prove. You have to prove yourself to the committee. See, this is why this is a bad idea. <laughs> if I'm looking at innovation in the company, I got to go with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. New properties? I don't know. I want to make a case for Nathan. I think Nathan <laughs> is the one cool person left in this company because he never talks. I agree with that. So he hasn't like proven that he's... There is nothing cooler than silence. Like a stoic silence. Yeah. Because you get like, that guy's got to be thinking of something really awesome right now. <laughs> it's true. 
It's very true. It's true. If all else fails, just stay quiet. I always assume that Nathan is smarter and funnier and better than me in every way because he's just got that hat on. And he's, <laughs> he's just, just like, sitting there Every once in a while, you'll see him in the, in the kitchen and you'll just give, he'll give you a nod like that. You're like, <laughs> you're like, so. All right. That's Einstein number two over there. However, though, it's, there, is, there are different kinds of silence. Like some people can stay silent and they just seem awkward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like sure. occasionally when you're partying and somebody's not saying anything, and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, that guy seems really out of place. Or you don't think, <laughs> oh, he's mysterious. Maybe you think that, Griffin. Why, why are you? No, <laughs> yeah, what is it? You're the girl. No, I'm. I like outgoing people. Do you? But I like Nathan. I mean, he's. I know. I know what you're saying. He doesn't seem awkward. He's just quiet. Yeah, there's. You can. There's a, he's got a quiet comfort. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm changing into Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what Nathan did this entire year, but it must have been awesome. You made that fucking RT Shorts season two DVD. There you go. That's true. Great DVD. I think it was fantastic. Yeah, Nathan does most of our DVDs. He, you know, compiles them and makes all the awesome menus and all the content on there. Very, very cool. Yes. And I actually, I love Nathan's uh, interview on the RT Shorts season two DVD. Have you oh, seen it? that was hilarious. It's very by the funny. way, very, very funny. I don't know whose idea that was, but it was brilliant. Probably Nathan's idea. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably somebody else's idea, but he planted it secretly. <laughs> That's how he works. <laughs> he's like the emperor. He's like an emperor Palpatine, fucking manipulating everyone. So holiday lunch right after this. We uh, didn't. We didn't even talk about where we're gonna go. Guess what? What? I can eat food at the holiday lunch. I'm oh, excited. That's great. Yeah, all bets are off. I'm gonna get butt raped by a camera on January sixth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, are you getting a camera up the butt? I'm getting a colonoscopy. When? January sixth. Save the date. Is that a Wednesday? <laughs> no, hold, hold. Is that a Wednesday? It's a Thursday. Oh, damn it. Well, I think we have a new candidate for best online video of the year coming up. Oh, they are going to film it. An early entry for 2011. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. So we might we might push our podcast instead of the 5th of January to the 6th. We can have a live uh, live, live podcast during a, your colonoscopy. That would be the funniest thing. The doctor was oh like, we're going to uh, – because a lot of people have problems, you know, that sounds like a terrible thing. But uh, we're going to give you plenty of anesthesia and we're going to knock you out and you're going to be drugged up the rest of the day. And I was like, I'll take three. You, you, that sounds like, awesome. <laughs> I'm going to get drugged up and have somebody stuck up my butt. It's like prom yeah, all over it again. Is, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like that is the only conversation you could ever have in context where they tell you we're going to knock you out before we put stuff up your butt. And you're like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Oh man! They also gave me a. Uh, are, are you going to do anything special for them? Are you going to get a? You going to get a wax or? To be ready for them, yeah, I'm going to get Griffin to write. Be gentle on my butt. <laughs> that's that's actually a funny point. Do you guys, when you guys have to go to the doctor and have those kinds of visits, do you like trim up and like groom yourself? Because girls totally do. Like if we're going to go and get like a pap smear or whatever, we'd definitely like. Uh, take really? Care of do you prep work for that? Yeah. No. You, I mean, you don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. You're already feeling vulnerable. You don't also. I don't give a VA. fuck. I am not the worst thing that doctor's ever seen. I'll okay. tell you that right now. I yeah. don't give a fuck. That's how I've I, taken. That's if how I've okay. taken the shower, they're lucky. <laughs> See, you brush like, your teeth before you go to the dentist, right? Like everyone will brush their teeth before they go to the dentist. They make you do the mouthwash anyway. So, so you don't? Is that what you're saying? Listen, you're a disgusting. Person. I brush my teeth because I'm awake. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> like, I don't skip. A no, day. but I mean, I'll even. I'm not going to throw an extra brushing in there for the fucking dentist. I would. Uh, an extra yeah, brushing's like not going to fool him. I'll go one up. I I refuse to drink coffee before I go to the doctor, and I take breath mints before right before I go in, just because yeah. they're going to be like all up in my space. Just, they're working. I don't want to be, be the gross guy. I don't be the guy that goes home. You know, he's like, just one fucking that goes home to his wife. Right? She's made a pork roast, and he's sitting there with his fucking obnoxious kids that are all you don't fucking full of themselves and rich, and they got going on too. Well, she no she. She's a CPA, uh, but she gets to work from home. She has a little home office on the side. Okay, good. And then they have the son who's a uh, – the son's actually a cheerleader. <laughs> but the daughter's also a cheerleader, so they get along great. Uh, and, anyway. And she, like, when she grew up, she thought it was her dream to marry a doctor. But now she's kind of like, well, it didn't really turn out the way I expected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh, he comes home at the end of the day, and he's like, 
Every fucking day of my life. See 12 patients a day, 12 <laughs> shitty mouths. When is one patient going to come in and have good breath for once in my life? I want to be that guy. So I do it. Okay. Yeah. This guy came in. Came in. It's bad enough he's living in denial about his kid. I mean. <laughs> okay. I changed my vote to Jeff also. <laughs> there you go. It's like this guy came in. He was governed dead too. He looks like he hadn't seen a razor in four months. But he had the freshest breath. <laughs> <laughs> he smelled like a petunia. <laughs> So you're, wait, you're not going to get ready for your colonoscopy. You're not going to like. No, I'm going to I'm going to take care of business. Are I don't want right. to be gross. Are you going to get a copy of the video for real? I hope so. Man, I'm going to request one. Now you're going to get the whole video, or do they? We're, only, do they cut off the we're, front? We're, end? we're about to have our first <laughs> video podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they edit off know. the first like 30 seconds? <laughs> they must, right? It's a 20 minute procedure, so it's a long video. <laughs> but you know. There's a lot of me to explore. So, <laughs> you know, I had an endos- endoscopy. What is that? That's the one where they go through the mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I had one of those once, and uh, you know, they they kind of they put you they give you that twilight anesthesia, where I guess you're awake, but then you don't remember it. That's so that's creepy. And my wife said that when I came out and uh, like I was getting dressed again and everything, she said I was the biggest asshole in the world to her, <laughs> and that the doctor came in to explain the results, and I have no memory of any of this. And uh, he gave us he gave. Uh, me a piece of paper. He gave my wife a piece of paper to explain everything. And as soon as the doctor left, I looked at her and I go, "What's that?" And she's like, "Oh, well, it's an explanation of your results." And I was like, "Give that to me. You're not, you're not going to understand that." And so I took it from her, and she said, "I just stood staring at it for like five minutes." And then she was like, "Are you done with that?" And I was like, "Done with what?" And she's like, "The paper in your hands." And I was like, "Yeah, here." I gave it to her, and then like literally like thirty seconds later, I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh god awful awful I, I, I'm, st- I st- I'm still apologizing to the state be... for what a dickhead i was I, I when i came to i was eating lunch at a pizza at a manja pizza here in austin and i was looking at a pizza in front of me and i go who ordered this and my mom's like that, that's you you ordered that I was like why the fuck would i order a barbecue chicken pizza that's not me because it's the best pizza they like, are that's good. not a pizza i would n- ever order under normal circumstances but twilight gus he loves fucking barbecue chicken pizza. <laughs> he loves sparkly yes. vampires and barbecue pizza. <laughs> Isn't that basically just what truth serum is? They just knock you out to the point where you're still awake, but you're basically unconscious? I guess. Maybe that's where you were, so that's the real gut. That's the real the gut. Real guts, barbecue yeah. chicken pizza. And anger. And anger. <laughs> Which is a lot like surface gut, minus the pizza. <laughs> Everything else is just an illusion. Hey, uh, let me ask you guys a question. Have you, anybody seen The Other Guys? Yes. I watched it last night. I thought it was funny. There's a very funny moment in that film. Which one? Like one third of the way into the movie, with the with the uh, the not the other guys, the real the the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Rock and yeah, uh, the Sandra Jackson. They're great. They're fantastic. They steal that whole movie, and then they're well, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah. They're not are, in most are, of it. Are they only in it very briefly? Yeah, they had. No, they're in it for. A, uh, they have a good chunk. Like of twenty it, minutes. But, yeah, in. yeah. There's a lot of really funny funny moments in that movie. But I will say this: that's not. I don't think that's the worst procedure, though. Going back, I can't get away from this butt camera thing. I don't think that's the worst procedure a guy can have in terms of like humiliation or anything it like that. It could be worse to go through your dick hole, right? <laughs> Man, that's that's true. There are tests where they, they go through your dick hole with a with it's a called Q-tip. A, a urethra, guys. Dick hole. <laughs> that's for a dick hole. You know, Gus and I used to know a dude who would stick rods in <laughs> his dick hole oh, to stretch it. What I don't mean? know why, but he it was like he it's derived urethra. He, 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 it, was, it was before Flomax existed. He 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 uh, derived some sort of sexual pleasure from that. You can buy like a set of rods that they sell at like dickhole dot com or whatever. That doesn't surprise me. And uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. And that's like, I don't think that's what the rods were originally intended for. I don't know. I don't think it's there's a, whole a factory thing. somewhere churning out <laughs> dickhole rods. <laughs> Sorry, urethra. You don't know. China's a big country. They got a lot of stuff they can make. <laughs> 
There's uh, my. I had a landlord who was also a really good friend, uh, but I lived with them. And we had a we lived in a house full of people, and it was a so, cl- clothing optional house because he was a nudist, and we all just sort of conformed because he was the landlord. Um, at that point, he, isn't he just a roommate? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I paid him, so. Okay. Okay. And I, I also worked for him for a while when I lost. Um, I quit my job, and we I helped him clean up apartments because he had <sighs> different properties. Did you clean up apartments nude as well, or? No, no, no. We put clothes on for that. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so, so, so he's happy like, to be married. No, but I, just, I, I, want to the part. I want to understand this relationship if I can. <laughs> so this guy has a house. He rents a room to a young girl. No, uh, she pays him and he tells her clothing is optional in this house. And then, so you walk around. But naked. this dude's super gay. Yeah, he was gay. I've met him. There was two gay men and two straight men and me. Sounds like the long play. And it Opal was, the it's Cat. Like, it's, it was like a sitcom, really. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the odd couple. <laughs> yeah. So you were the only girl in the clothing optional house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So anyway, you were saying. Um, oh, but he had like uh, he. I'm sorry, they sorry. would have naked Sunday brunch. No, by but the way. that's this. The, I'm getting past the nudity because that was not the interesting part of the story. But you were talking about dick stuff. Like he had, um, he had these really large piercings, um, no. and had like the Prince Albert, whatever. So no. he had to sit down to pee because it would just spray everywhere. Oh my god! But he <laughs> also, but he. <laughs> 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 and, was, and he also used to. I don't know if you've ever. It was like him. a $10 lawn toy you get for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially, right? It was, it was like, huge. It was, oh. like a, it was like a two. He just lay down in the front yard while the neighborhood kids would run and jump over him. <laughs> I can see a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so. But he's yeah. Anyway, so he had that the piercing. But he also used to do. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, puppetry of the penis. I think it's an Australian group. I, I have. I have heard of that. But he used to like. He watched the like videos and stuff, and he would try to do them. He could do the Loch Ness monster pretty well. Oh, and good. Then, and I had a bunch of like I went to visit, and I had a bunch of Polaroids of all of these like puppets. And um, I had him. I forgot I had them in my jacket pocket. and They made me take them out at the airport. Oh wow! <laughs> and I don't know what happened to them. They're gone. I wish I still had them. TSA has them. They're on a wall somewhere. That's how TSA got the fucking idea for the backscatter. Like, wait, we could just take the pic- the naked pictures ourselves and cut out the middleman. Pa- page Jack on the intercom because there's a story he needs to come in here and tell about that. Uh, so Jack just went to Buttonumathon, which is that 24-hour film festival that Harry Knowles puts on. Yeah, he saw Tron. Yeah, he saw Tron. Essentially, they, they sit their butts down in a theater, and for 24 hours, they watch one film after another back-to-back. And... Part of this thing is too they they have a big gift package as well like a like a gift bag yeah and one year I got an HD DVD player that's really become that? relevant and I'll let Jack when he comes in here All right, bye. he actually got a great gift that's perfect for Jack that he got in this gift bag oh yeah and it's not something you normally associate with being in a gift bag he's on the phone he's in the middle of something he'll be here in a minute what, what the, what the what fuck, fuck? He if he's on the phone how do you answer the intercom I call Jeff's phone oh, okay <laughs> mm, story's holding water. Really. <laughs> First time Jack's ever been on the phone. Anyway, so Jack will come in here if he makes it in here, and we'll all be disappointed by the story he tells. In the meantime, <laughs> so you guys would have, like, French toast naked. Yeah, naked brunch. Wow. Th- that's what isn't makes that dangerous? French toast French, isn't, isn't it? Isn't that dangerous in the kitchen when you're cooking? Like, especially if you're, like, like making bacon? No, you wear an apron. Oh, well, that makes it all better. Well, you're yeah. not naked, are you? Yeah. You're wearing an apron. Well, no, it was clothing. I wasn't clo- It wasn't, like... Nakedness required. It was clothing optional, so it's not like we we did wear clothes. We just didn't wear all the time. Like, and the worst was that we had this one roommate that was a bit out of control, and he had a bunch of loser friends, and he brought them over, and they like took over our house once I had to hide in the in the basement room because they loved the clothing optional idea, but we weren't like Nazis about it, but they they were, and it was it was weird. I don't know why I'm telling this story. So they basically came over to yeah, see a naked they, girl. No, I don't know. It was a mix of like gay and straight people, and uh, they brought like Twister, and there was naked Twister, which I do not. I'm I'm not into that kind of thing. 
That doesn't sound like a good idea. You know, I wish you would have told me this four days ago before I went Christmas shopping because now I'm fucked. I just, I I didn't think that needed to be a perverted thing. Like it could just, you can just hang out naked. Like it doesn't have to be weird. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So you tell that story. But I was young and idealistic. We'll make it weird. (laughs) What were the ideals one? (laughs) You know, I hear the story and all I get out of the story is I lived in a house where I was naked and had to hide in the basement. That's what I hear. (laughs) My my room was in the the basement. I had a basement room. Wow, there you go. So they made you live in the basement with no clothes. I, 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 I This sounds like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> and, and, and you paid them for it. Did they drop like lotion on a basket down you to know, you? This, like the whole experience was very pleasant and friendly, and it, it didn't occur to me until now that it was really that awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, right now. No, no. I mean, just you're, it, the way you make it sound. So, but it was actually very. We watched Babylon Five a lot. Like it was not. Like a crazy <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. Nothing, oh, okay. nothing kills a boner like Babylon Five. <laughs> And listen, I don't want to. I know there's some younger people listening to this podcast. This will never happen for you. You will never convince a girl to come live in your house, be naked, and watch Babylon Five with you. There was one, <laughs> and I married her. Just, it won't happen. If you have three dudes and a female roommate living in a clothing optional house, you're going to have lunch with two other naked dudes and a girl. You know, <laughs> and she will be fully clothed. Yep. That's the way that's going to work out. How the fuck did they convince you to do that? They didn't know. No, here, here's the thing. When I moved in, um, his room was in the basement too, and then there were two guys living upstairs. Um, I noticed on his room it said, clothing optional beyond this point. If you have a problem with it, just don't knock on my door. So I was like, you know, I, I'm okay with nudity. Like just, you know, I you used to care. walk around naked all yeah, the time. Yeah, like, I'm like, if you want to just make the whole house clothing optional, that's fine. And he was like, um, okay, well, I'll ask the other roommates. And they were okay with it. Um, so, so you instigated this. Well, I didn't. So, like, the girl moved in and <laughs> wants to make the house clothing optional? No, I was just like, I. like, musty cock. No, I was just like, no, he, I was very comfortable. He was, he was my friend. <laughs> Not only did I see cock, but I saw cock in the shape of the Loch Ness monster. There you go. <laughs> was it, was it, did you see it through a blurry picture? <laughs> it really looks more like a submarine to me. Griffin, it's not called a cock; it's called a penis. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> come on, let's not be this world crude. Doctor Dickology, apparently, in here today. <laughs> so I'm glad I got to come in the podcast today. Yeah, this has been fun. What else do you guys want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about food. I'm really, really hungry. Well, we're yeah. going to eat for our holiday meal we are going to fogo de chow which is essentially a brazilian steakhouse where they bring 45 different kinds of meat around to you on swords and you just pick and choose what you want dude i was so sad going to the butt doctor today thinking about the meal like i'm not gonna be able to eat fogo de chow i'm gonna have like it's gonna be like i was like i shouldn't even go because i'm gonna waste the company money on this meal and then after the doctor's like eat whatever you want fucking load up on meat so I'm gonna load up on meat that's the, what doctor gave you that advice no, he's, his doctor. it's a doctor from the 50s no this is this is why you I, should I, smoke I, for your Q zone this is why I think you, you keep complaining that you keep having these like flare-ups or whatever I did it's something else I'll tell you about it after the after it's the not like the fact that your doctor's like eat anything you want to no eat. no no I, I I have I have two separate problems four out of and five one problem for a lucky strike one problem that doesn't matter what I eat you know what I have a feeling... I don't want to get into it on the podcast it's not like a whole okay, thing we'll but talk about I, I I have I have a new condition now I have a, a feeling condition. that Jeff is not actually going to a doctor. He's been fooled. He's like going to a butcher. <laughs> a butcher's sitting him down in the back room. He's wearing a white coat. He's like, you're fine. Eat more meat. <laughs> Tell your friends. Eat as much meat as possible. You know what you need? A ribeye. Three cc's of bacon stack. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm good. I can tell you. We're going to put that camera up your butt as soon yeah. as it comes in from Amazon. I'm, I'm going I'm to write you a prescription for a hot beef injection. <laughs> A, yeah, that's funny you said that because I didn't realize, but apparently X10 makes all of the surgical cameras. Get that, get out of here. I'm not getting out of anywhere. I made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> that could be like a... Like that was a joke a you didn't get. Commercial <laughs> offshoot. <laughs> you come and you clap. 
<laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> X10 never took off, right? Nah. No. I, I wonder, are they even still around? You're the only person I know that ever bought an X10 product. I had some cool X10 you stuff did. in my house you really in, did. in Buda, but yeah, it doesn't matter now. It's I like all say, home automation stuff. I will say this, at my new, um, at my new setup that I'm building at home with my new 3D television, which is going completely unused. Did you know that 3D glasses for 3D TVs have to be powered? Yes. That you have to have a, a battery in them and they turn they turn yes. on and off. What kind of battery? It's a watch battery and then you have some that have a charging station. Yeah, so some, you, a, some you can plug into like a USB cord. It's yet another level of why this technology is not going to take off. It's weird to feel like we're in the dinosaur age, in the technological age, but that's what I feel like about 3D technology. You know? Baby steps. I guess. In five years, it'll be awesome. Yeah. They'll just have 3D rooms. You'll have like two sensors in the room yeah. somewhere and I'll, you just walk in and everything's... I'll get LASIK when they can implant the 3D directly onto my cornea. <laughs> so you would do that? No, I'm fucking kidding. Okay, okay. I wouldn't do that. I want someone shooting shit at my eyes. What modification would you make to your body for technology's sake? I don't think I'd make any. I know Brandon always talks about like replacing his pinky with a USB drive. I think that's fucking retarded. I'd make the I'd make I'd ha- I'd have internal like some sort of internal key system. So anytime I walked up to a door, it would unlock no matter where I was. That'd be pretty cool. You can get close to that. You can get a combo lock for your door, and you can also get now a starter for your car that you can access with your iPhone. So you can start your phone with your iPhone. Yeah, start your car cool. with your start iPhone. Start your car with your iPhone. Thank you. My, yeah, my car has a thing where it'll unlock. If, if I have the key in my pocket and I reach for the door handle, it unlocks for me. That's it, pretty cool. It would be cool to get rid of keys because then I would just be down to phone and wallet. And then pretty soon we'll be able to get rid of our wallets, I think, and just have our smartphones. That would be awesome. Yeah. Awesome, indeed. It's <laughs> a very robotic answer there, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, see, I mean, does Griffin have a huge purse? No, I, no. Have, I have a no. I have a small one because if I have anything larger than that, I just fill it with shit. That's it. My, my wife has like a leather hefty bag essentially that she carries around <laughs> with her, and it's just filled with junk constantly. And I have three things: I have my keys. Uh, well, I have a pocket knife. I have my keys, my wallet, my phone, and my pocket knife. Okay, if, here's the thing: if, have you ever like ch- check out her pockets next time? There, there's no girl pockets are like for show. There's not anywhere to put anything. It's true. It's true. They force you to carry something. Well, and she's a mom, so she's got to have a lot of stuff. I would wager if you had a normal sized purse, you would look like a bank robber because there would be like saws and drills in there, and all kinds of like fucking putty and epoxy and. I have a picture on the website. I think in my image gallery, whatever, um, of my purse emptied out, and it's just like so much crap. Like I had a Victrola handle in in there for like a year. Wow. Like. Just stupid stuff. I had two different kinds of measuring tape. Like it's <laughs> like one metric and one American. Or? No, no, no. I had like a Loch Ness like, monster Polaroid, like a construction one for like set stuff, and then I had one for costume, which is oh. flexible. It would be kind of an interesting experiment. You take a normal woman and you just pull her off the street, which she'd never let you do, and dump <laughs> and dump her purse out. <laughs> you know, as you know, yeah, she would never let you dump her purse out. She would wait, 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 and have to pull no, like, secret you stuff just, like, out of it. Yeah. Just just walk down the street, grab her purse. Yank it, throw it on the ground, be like, hey, 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 it's an experiment, okay? <laughs> we, we, got down, we got a it's camera. We got a camera. science. This is official. It would be interesting. You take a woman's purse and you dump it out and then you cut open the belly of a shark. And you see, like, what what has more <laughs> junk in it? <laughs> the, does the woman have the old license plate and the, the spare tire that was just randomly stuck into the purse? Like, which, which would be more cluttered? A great white stomach or the average woman's purse? I'm doing it tomorrow. There you go. I want, it, I want a shark purse. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great if you got a, if you got a, like a mini shark purse and you, that would, you could explain everything that's in it then. Yeah, and then, like the, it would open up the belly, right? Like you have to reach in through the mouth, pull stuff out, <laughs> find a fucking human arm in there. <laughs> no, cool. I didn't leave that in there. Purse has been off doing its own thing. How do they get established? That's not true, right? Like if you really cut open a shark, there would not be all that stuff in there. 
Why, why not? How, how did that get established? I think that happens on occasion. Snopes? Random stuff like that? Yeah. I don't think it's a common thing, but I think it can happen. If you're going to look up shark stuff on Snopes, please look up the story of the diver who was swallowed whole by a shark. And because he had his tank, he survived. And he had a neoprene wetsuit on, so he couldn't digest him, and it just barfed him out later. I don't think that's true. I heard that story as a kid. I thought... I don't. This is scary. Did your brother tell you this story? I think it was my cousin. <laughs> so I think you should take that with a grain of fucking salt. It was my cousin and my brother together. My brother's coming to town for uh, Christmas. Yay! Yeah, I'm excited to see him. How long is he going to be in town for? Um, two days too long, probably. <laughs> you know who lo- absolutely loves your brother? My wife. Yeah. My wife likes my brother too a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be concerned. He's good with the ladies. He's like the Nathan version of me, silent and but he, he's actually he's not silent. He's pretty chatty. Well, I've only met him at parties. He does this. I'm demonstrating Griffin. When he talks to me, because I have a low attention span, you'll realize the reason I have a low attention span is because I grew up with my brother, and he he does like when he gets hold of you, he will talk nonstop to you to the point where you can't get a word in edgewise. And then when I zone out, he'll sit there when he talks to me and he pushes me, like it's like a constant like physical reset to, to pay, like pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. How do you keep from killing him? I don't. I don't know how because he's my brother. You know what I mean? And I just haven't choked him to death. But watch him. Watch <laughs> him when he talks to me. He pushes me. They'll like constantly tap me on the shoulder or something like that. That's annoying. It's horrible. It's horrible. So, Pat, I hope you're listening. You suck. <laughs> hey, have you guys talked about what uh, today's immersion is yet? No. No, we haven't. We, we actually skirted around it, actually. Why, wow. Do you, do you want to talk specifically about it? No, I was just curious if you guys had covered it. I mean, I'm on an immersion high right now. Did I had so much fun yesterday, yesterday yeah. filming did, immersion. Yeah. And we, then... Uh, we talked about that one in depth. We gave away everything on that one. I can't imagine that would, no. that would be the case. It's number seven, so it's like four weeks away. It has to be the most fun I've had filming Immersion yet. Um, Easily. I did tell them about the conversation you and I had where I realized, what the fuck? We're going through all this work to make these elaborate games for you to for play. Me, for me and Gus. You suck. Yeah. Y'all are awesome. All, and all Gus does is complain. Yeah. I'm, I'm super appreciative <laughs> of it. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, you were a barrel of laughs. <laughs> no, you, you, I've noticed lately, I don't know if it's because... You're, you're always thinking about other things like Achievement Hunter. But, like, there's a certain point in, um, like, a shoot where you just, like, decide you're not going to be cooperative anymore. It's true. I was cooperative yesterday. There yeah, was no point when like, I wasn't cooperative. No, no, no. You, no, you were, but you have this, like, you're an attitude shift. I can't really describe it. That's insane. So, there, there is a certain amount of time that if we take you away from Achievement Hunter, then it's like, let's get, let's get this done. Let's wrap up. Let's oh, finish. yeah. Well, I'm, I like to be efficient. So, Jackie, Jeff I was telling them. Cranky. Welcome, Jack, everybody to the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Jack. Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> so you came – I told them that you went to button this yes, weekend. Yes, button And you come in here now to tell us what was the big item in your gift bag. <laughs> really? That's what you brought me in for? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the gift bag, it would have been uh, probably a Blu-ray of something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no. I think there was another item in your gift bag. That, that actually was... wasn't in the gift bag for oh. what it's worth, uh, if we're getting technical here. No, uh, we, we saw the movie uh, Hobo with the Shotgun, which was the uh, the Grindhouse trailer winner. I don't know if you guys saw that. They, nope. The original Grindhouse – or not the original, but the Grindhouse movie with Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, uh, Death Proof and Planet Terror or whatever. Do you remember when that mm-hmm. came out? They did, a, they did a, a contest for the DVD where they were looking for fake trailers – for people on the internet or people wherever to make, send in and they would pick like the best three, then put them on the DVD. The winner of that contest was a trailer called Hobo with a Shotgun, which is a great trailer. And anyway, uh, that ended up winning and went on the DVD. And the people who made it actually made a full length feature called Hobo with a Shotgun. I just want to point out this story does not need this much setup. 
Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack has a way of telling a story that makes me never want to hear a story again. <laughs> no. cool. All right, thanks, guys. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> so what was in the gift bag that was from... So right before the movie started, uh, Harry came on stage and was like, so every hobo needs one thing. They need a bottle of booze, and they need a way to pleasure themselves. So they need two things. Two things. Whatever. <laughs> what, what did I say? Did I say one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, this is how Harry Knowles thinks. So the, Everybody uh, needs one thing, 40 cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the wait staff then comes by and starts dropping what looks like flashlights face down on uh, in front of the guys on our, our table. Like everyone in the theater, all the guys got this thing looking like a flashlight. And uh, pretty quickly, people started realizing if you unscrewed where the lens would be in the, fl- in the flashlight, there was a rubber vagina. So it's a flashlight. You, so, well, hold on. So you got a so flashlight. The comic you, is now true. Thank, is that right? You weren't kidding. The other day I went to lunch with Jack. Oh, no, no. I was not kidding. And I got uh, – uh, Jack was like, you want to drive or should I drive? And I said, you drive, Jack. So we get in the car and there's some shit on the passenger seat, seat and I just start moving it. And he's like, oh, be careful with my flashlight. And I'm like, ha-ha, whatever. There really was that, a flashlight in there. That was a flashlight. <laughs> I How, thought you were just uh, fucking with me. No, I hadn't taken no, it No, he's fucking with yet. the flashlight. <laughs> How is it, Rose, I, need, I need to go wash my oh, hands. I, I, I don't plan on using it, but – it's at my house. What if you use that? I'd use it. Bring it to the office. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the instead of, the women got a uh, little like uh, flashlight vibrators, I guess, like little like sort of pocket rocket things too. So the the, so the guys got flashlight. The women got little. Like, you think anybody little, used it during the buttonomathon? I, I, I Jeff, if you'd been there, I bet you would have done it just for effect. I'd do it. Fuck yeah, they give it to you. It's meant to be used, right? You're gonna be in there for. 20, I'm supposed to go 25 hours without getting off. That's terrifying. Fuck that. It's like popcorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, if you let it get cold, it's no good. So <laughs> anyway, I didn't know this, but do you know Fleshlight is based here in Austin? Like they they make those here in Austin. Listen to that enthusiastic trivia. Here <laughs> on us. No, 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 I did not know that. One of the guys who went to Butnamathon works there, I guess. And they literally like the, they they gave him to us not wrapped or anything. Apparently, he pulled them literally right off the line. Like they just put them into a big basket and so took them right off the line. So, so they're, they're fresh. fresh. <laughs> this portion of the podcast brought to you by Fleshlight. Fleshlight, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that is that the end of my stay here? And the new product line where you can shove dick rods up your dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. How was Buttonomathon? What was the best movie you saw at Buttonomathon? Buttonomathon was awesome. Uh, True Grit was probably the best movie I saw, which is actually the first movie we saw too. Uh, the Fighter is fantastic. Uh, that's uh, Mark Wahlberg and, and Christian, Christian Bale, Bale, right? Yeah. Fantastic movie. It's coming out, I think, this this week. Uh, we saw Green Hornet, which was surprisingly good. It's it's a comedy superhero movie that's rated R. When does that come out? That comes out. I want to say. It's January, February? Yeah, okay. it's a, I thought it was a ways movie. away. Yeah. It's and a then, weird uh, winter action movie. Yeah. We also saw Tron Legacy. They bust us to the IMAX to see Tron Legacy in 3D. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We had, like At the very end, Harry's like, grab your stuff. There's buses outside. Get on. I'm not telling you where we're going. And Every- then we went to the Bob Bullock Museum and saw Tron Legacy. Everyone grab your flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> Let's was, go to the that- museum. <laughs> <laughs> and John Favreau showed up. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And John Favreau, uh, Bob Orsi, and Ron Howard. Showed up and showed forty minutes of footage from Cowboys and Aliens. And just to, just to tell you how cool this is, I mean, Jack's just in a movie theater of like two hundred people, and there's Ron Howard and John Favreau just walk into the movie theater yeah. and like give a presentation. They're like, "Hey, yeah, we got two reels of the movie. Just spit it off the Avid. Like, wasn't color time. You could see lights and stuff." He's like, "Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we need painted, but you know, what? you're a movie, you know, you're a savvy movie audience, so we'll show it to you. You know, don't do any reviews. You know, please don't talk about pop, plot points. But if you liked it, you can tell people you liked it." Just, you know, don't get too specific about stuff. Nice. And it was neat. It was really neat being able to see stuff that clearly will be fixed later. Yep. But it's like, because, I mean, literally no audience will ever see that again. 
You know, like that won't be on a DVD. That won't like the final version. They'll, they'll only see the final version, and that okay. kind of stuff is pretty cool. I really, really like that. You know, they actually showed that same cut to some of the Howard Stern guys the other day. They were talking about it on the show. Oh, really? They, they were pretty excited about it. Yeah, like you just took away, stole your. I wasn't trying to, but <laughs> they were talking about the forty-minute cut they got to see. Did you hear about the time. other big John Favreau news? Uh, yeah, he's not doing Iron Man three. He's not directing Iron Man three. Oh, it, but there is going to be an Iron Man three. Yeah, I'm probably. sure there will be. That yeah. thing makes tons of money. Uh, he's doing Magic Kingdom, which is a Disney movie. Instead. I think a lot of people thought that Favreau was going to be gone after he did not get the Avengers franchise. That, yeah, that makes sense. Did uh, you guys also hear uh, in similar uh, circles that uh, um, what's her face, Black Widow, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Johansson and, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds are getting divorced? They are. So she's back on the market. She's about to be on the market. That's pretty awesome. Who knew? It wouldn't it last. Yeah, <laughs> they've been separated for six months secretly. How long have they been together? They got married in two thousand and eight. Well, why are we concentrating on Scarlett? Let's talk about Ryan. Maybe. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> he's dreamy. Isn't Ryan Reynolds? He was on the two guys and a girl in a pizza place. He was. That was him. That then became wow. two guys and a girl. And there was always a rumor that he was dating the – while he was on that show, he was dating the head of development at NBC I at heard, the time. I, you told me this story before. I like this story. It is a cool story. Like this guy is like, you know, and now he's the, the lead actor in Green Lantern. Yeah. I read the funniest fucking article about Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. But he has he's the, how Green Lantern is the most uncreative person in the universe because he has a ring that can literally create anything he wants, and he always just makes a big fist to punch people with. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he ever does with it. Joel and I saw a, a movie the other day, and the Green Lantern trailer came on beforehand. And I don't know if you know this, but Joel has a Green Lantern hoodie that he wears everywhere. And he's kind of looked at me and goes, well, I can never wear my hoodie again. Oh, Yeah, good. very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Green Lantern has always been one of the lamer superheroes, in my opinion. I, I always liked him. I just like I always hate that the DC villains is that they always just made the same version of the hero as the villain for everybody. Like, why the fuck didn't Sinestro, the yellow Green Lantern? Why didn't he fight Superman? Why does he fight Green Lantern? Yeah. I wonder that all the time. <laughs> it keeps me up at night. All right, fair enough. Kiss my ass, guys. <laughs> Sorry, we were. Hey, we have a fireplace outside. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh yeah, UPS showed up and dropped off a fireplace. I ordered that. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a, a fireplace. Pit? I bought us a fire pit. Oh, a fire, fire pit. pit. Okay. Are we making s'mores? S'mores. Not s'mores. you. You're going to ask s'mores. me like that, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we play basketball and make s'mores. It'd be great. It'd be like summer camp. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you get a Tuscan Raider shirt, Bernie? I did. I got a Tuscan Raider shirt. Can I show you yeah, that? I saw that on the nice. T-Fury the other nice. day. Nice. that awesome? That's funny. That's pretty yeah. cool. It's a uh, Tuscan Raider shirt like from Star Wars Sand People, but it's It looks like Oakland style. Raiders. Oakland yeah. Raiders. You call yeah. them Oakland Raiders? Are they Oakland? Yeah, it's Oakland. Yeah. They, they, they went to L.A. and they moved back. Yeah, I guess, yeah. They're Oakland still, yeah. Again, much like the Tuscan Raiders, they move around frequently. God, I can't believe I'm going to do this. <laughs> they are a nomadic team. <laughs> <laughs> they travel up and down the Western Coast. <laughs> I really want to see the end result of this, but as a because I'm your friend, I'm going to tell you: you just buttoned your uh, cord into your shirt. <laughs> your awesome. Man, in 20 minutes, that was going to be fucking funny. Probably five minutes. Cause yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah. There you go. Okay, there you go. It's, it's, it's about well, that time. It, we've, we've, got, we've got Halo Horse to do today. That's coming out later. Uh, today. We're about to go to lunch. Well, well, lunch is yeah. a little later. You got, right. you got time for some horse. Well, we want to thank Jack Patillo for stopping by. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Jack Patillo. You ever want to make Jack mad mispronounce his last name? Or or uh, I learned beat him at Halo Horse two weeks in a row. <laughs> hey, this is something we should probably – I'm afraid to even mention this on the podcast because it's something I'd like you guys to see before he knows we're looking for it. Brandon. He won't listen. Oh, he does listen to the podcast. Brandon is such an angry video game player, and I discovered that when we were working on a commercial together. When we should get him to play Halo, he gets furious. He gets really, really genuinely I mad. I could see that. Really? Like, he's, <laughs> we got to tape it somehow. He's fucking 
lightning in a bottle. That guy, that guy, like you think I'm bottled up. That guy's got fucking rage to get rage to spare. <laughs> that guy scares me. He does keep it under check, I think, a lot. But yeah, he's got some rage. Yeah, interesting. He he's uh, for some reason he won't admit the fact that he hates the Longhorns, but he really genuinely hates the Longhorn football team. And he went to UT. He went to the, where you know the Longhorns are team for. Yeah. And he genuinely like really right. Do you agree, Jack? Yeah. So, so he's jacking the background like a, singers. Like a run in with one of the football players? I don't know what it is. They, they stuffed him in his locker too, one too many times. <laughs> he got beat at Halo by a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. All right. All right. All right well, thanks is, for is there anything else that we should cover? Let's talk. Let's, can we recap real quick the Drunk Tank Award categories? Just yeah. to make sure we're thinking about it. I have. Uh, and if you have any feedback on this, Jack, you know, please jump in on this. And the audience, too. It's we're we're going to have uh, yeah, best online video, best movie, best trailer, best TV show, and best DLC. Can I ask a question for clarification? So, uh, I don't remember how we did it last year, but can best trailer be across all platforms? Like, well, can it trailer be can television, be... movies, exactly. Okay, it's potentially ambiguous. Okay, okay. So just the best trailer of whatever. Right. Yep. Sounds good. It just had to come out in 2010. So, so you're doing best DLC this year? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It's a good year for DLC. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think the the industry's grown up enough to where it deserves some category. But you know, we want to keep it to a, a small, a short list. We think the industry is impressed Gus, Gus enough to where he yes. includes a category for it. <laughs> it's official. It's Gus in the book. You can impressed. hear the book. That's got weight. All right. <laughs> well, uh, well, I guess we'll uh, figure out our nominations, Go those, have those next week, and then do the actual award ceremony in two weeks. Do you want to tell people uh, when the last date they can order for the store is? I don't know off the top of my head, but I, guess- I, I have it in email. I'll, okay. put it, I'll post it on the news today. So what is the best Christmas present that you know that somebody's getting somebody else? Uh, well, I know a lot of people that are getting RT Shorts Season 2 for Christmas, and I think that's a fantastic gift. That's, that's a great one. Go. I'm, I'm yeah. giving that to everyone on my list. So my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, thank God. So I can tell you what my wife is getting from somebody else, and this is probably one of the greatest gifts I've ever heard of in my entire life. So Anna, Matt's wife, found a cheese serving tray. Do oh, you know about she, this? You are going to get in trouble. Am I going to get in trouble? You're going to get in trouble over this. I wouldn't do it. Can you wait until after the holiday? It's a cheese serving tray. <laughs> okay, I guess I won't say it. So my wife is getting a cheese serving tray, which doesn't sound like a great gift, but it's fucking awesome. Okay. She, my wife never listens to the podcast. She's not going to hear this. All right, let's go for it. You've already fucked it up. You might as well go all, go all in. And it's not going to matter to anybody anyway, but this is a, like a great gift. So she, Anna got my wife a cheese serving tray uh, that is recycled slate from the chalkboards in Quincy Elementary School, where my wife went to elementary school. No way. That she just was flipping through a magazine, she said, and she saw that this company like recycled the chalk, old slate chalkboards from Quincy Elementary in Quincy, Illinois, and turned them into these cheese-serving trays. That's, That's crazy. fucking yeah. ridiculous. That's, awesome. That's like the most specific gift you could ever imagine. Yeah. Just imagine like your, your elementary school, and like somebody hit, turned it into a product yeah. somehow. Here's an like, urn filled with all your elementary school teachers' ashes. <laughs> pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. That's think, pretty cool. I think my wife getting her like a selection of ribbons i don't even know what she's getting her you know and i, I feel like i should warn my wife right griffin that this awesome gift is about the land on her i'd can, stay, can out I tell you stay out of yeah, it yeah i would stay out of it you shouldn't have talked about it on the podcast you you spoil you like to spoil gifts you spoiled a couple of gifts that jeff's gonna get, was gonna give me a couple you're you're, you're, a, you're a gift spoiler no 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 <laughs> i don't i don't know what you guys are talking about I've... do you remember i was gonna get jeff like some like nice photos of millie and i and then like you told him like the day of and like you don't remember that? No, I don't. I didn't tell you about the welding gear he's getting you this year. <laughs> she knows that's not true because we don't buy each other gifts. Yeah, yeah. So our how gi- does Bernie spoil gifts if we don't gift, buy each other gifts? Our gift is a staycation. She's got a real problem with me with gifts. She claims I've never given her a gift either, that I didn't give them a wedding gift and all that stuff. It's and true. I, and I give great gifts. I'm like the best gift giver ever. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> she claims I never give gifts to her or Jeff. 
All right. It's, it's well, a fucking lie. Let's give Gus the gift of an ended podcast. Okay. All right. Yes, All right. Here we go. Well, thanks I for love listening. you guys. Ta-ta.